All right, welcome into Cougar Tales for this episode. Phil Hyatt joining us, as always. Nathan Nicholson here on the mic. And joining us here in studio is Cole Wissinger. Hello, Nate. Cole, how are you this fine day? Wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, just dandy. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. So, Cole, tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes you such a great BYU fan. Well, I love sports. That's the good start, right? That's a great start. And I like Cougar Tales the food, and I think that's the must-needs-be second for uh, all Cougar yeah. fans. I don't know if you know this, but that's kind of how we got our name. We just did a little pun on the popular donut. You know, Is the, it really? The yeah. T-A-L-E instead of the T-I-L. Oh. Isn't that just See, now that you spell so it out. Clever. Oh, yeah. It so clever. Sense. So people who listen will like see the title written out, and it'll make sense to them. You okay. know, it'll be a little bit more obvious, but, you know, <laughs> we try and keep it light and hard. So, Cole, let's just jump right into it. You've been doing sports radio for some yes. time. You've... You know, you've engineered, you've produced, you know, a lot of that stuff. Could you break down some of your favorite BYU sports moments? Oh, sure. So um, I got to BYU in the middle of the Taysom Hill storyline. He'd already been injured once before, and then he came back. And so the first year I was at BYU was 2014. And it seemed like we were going to be this bowl-eligible team. We were looking forward to Cal at the end of the season. My friends and I were planning on if we were still undefeated, we were going to fly to Berkeley, and we were going to make it a big thing. And then Utah State happens. Uh -uh. Halfway through this game, which I was watching, of course, like a good Cougar fan. Oh, of course. Um... My one buddy gets home and like runs through the door of our apartment and he get he needs stitches in his head. He like breaks open his skull. And he he was just running for fun or because of a play happened. We were excited one of our buddies was like in town and he was running okay. to see him. So okay. did the stitches come because he hit the door or was he running to the door because he had already busted his head open? Uh, it, the stitches came because okay. he busted his head open. Classic. Anyway, we were still winning. We go to the hospital. Uh, the TV in the hospital shows that Taysom Hill is now injured. We're thinking, oh, great. He's going to, like, come join us at the hospital. Down goes the season. Down right. goes my uh, buddy's, like, brain injury. Down goes. Yep. I I remember this game watching it on TV, and as soon as the play happened, I say to, I think my dad was at MSI, I was like, he just broke his leg. Yep. And sure enough break his leg season and the hopes of all BYU fans go down the drain so maybe it was because your friend got injured it was like the curse that Taysom would get injured oh of course superstitions are Super, real I, I, you know it's the, probably actually because I, I switched them. seats I was on the couch when we were <laughs> uh, winning and then I got up yeah. and then we started well you got to take your buddy to the hospital you know hospitals are just kind of bad luck in general yeah but if okay. I'd stayed on the couch if he just sucked it up and bled a little bit we might have kept winning mm -hmm. yeah it's the predicament that all BYU fans face it's uh, your friends' stitches or BYU football or 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 a victory, you know? Yeah, everyone's I, had that choice. Ev everyone's got to you know face something. So, would you classify that as a memory, a good memory, or one that you might want to forget? I, I mean, I could forget it. That's you could right. forget it and yeah. be fine. It's a memory. No, all all the BYU memories just kind of cuddle together. It's a nice. It, they're all happy because overall, it's a happy experience I've had with oh, sure. BYU sports. I mean, that one ended in a loss, and the season didn't go quite the way we wanted to. But I'll always remember it. Right. It's not bad. I wouldn't forget it. So, what's a memory that you wouldn't want to forget that you you want to hold on to? You want to tell your kids about? Do you have a memory like that for BYU sports? I mean, it's got to be Jimmer, right? I mean, that's a good one. 
I was a freshman in college. I, I wasn't at BYU yet, but I was a BYU fan. I knew that I'd end up here someday, and that was Jimmermania. Every single week, there was a new best memory in BYU sports history. And to actually get past the first couple, to get into the tournament in the first place, to get past the first couple rounds, to actually have some hope building in that. Every, it's Like I said, every single week, every single game, it seemed like we were making a new memory and the rest of the nation kind of caught on too. That was nice. I mean, Jimmer Fever was a real thing. I mean, I was a senior in high school. Yep. I went to high school here in Utah, in Utah Valley. Springville High School, go Red Devils. But it was about 15 minutes south of the, Mar- the Marriott Center. So, I mean, I was in the back. That means the traffic was getting to your house. That's exactly right. <laughs> For people trying to get <laughs> That's in. That's exactly yeah. right. And so I, mean, I remember, you know, going to these games with Jimmer Mania and, you know, just being just completely amazed by the shooting ability of Jimmer Fredette. I mean, defense, you know, we can kind of look past it. That wasn't his thing. You know, he was, he was, getting, he was getting buckets. You, know, you can't play defense when you're getting buckets, you know. But his, his ability to pull up off the dribble, I mean, he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. You know, yeah. he was... He was pulling up on a dime from 35 feet and drilling it like it was a layup. 35, 40, the logo, didn't matter. It didn't matter. I mean, it was something else. I mean, I remember one of the best memories that I have personally is that Sweet 16 game against Florida. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a back and forth game going back and forth. And the announcers are kind of just in awe of Jimmer. And all of a sudden, Jimmer just crosses half court. He's probably 37 feet out. I mean, at least. And he just pulls up and drills it, and the announcers just can't believe it. And he kind of does that little baby face stare at the crowd, what they call timeout. And he kind of, you know, kind of, he's, he's very proud of what he's done. That, that for me was one of my top dreamer moments is that, that national exposure game, that national NCAA tournament game where Jimmer just showcases everything that he is his shooting ability and just the talent that he was at, in college. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, so outside of Jimmer, I think Jimmer had a big impact on everyone's life as a BYU fan, but kind of go away from that. Outside of Jimmer, is there a BYU athlete that kind of had a major impact on your life? Um, I think I would go with Steve Young because mm. I, I, growing up, was more of an NFL fan. I didn't grow up yep. in Provo, and so I was all about the NFL and NFL history and learning about all of these things and these players. And growing up in the 90s, the most exciting player on the field every Sunday was Steve Young, throwing it to Jerry Rice or just scrambling around himself. Yep. And then I realized later on, after just being a fan of his game, he went to the college that I want to go to someday, that my dad is a graduate of, and and that he's a descendant of of a prophet of the church that I belong to, and, and everything that goes into Steve Young and, and the way we kind of can wrap our heads around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, this was just last week or a couple weeks ago the nfl network tweeted out like a highlight video of all of steve young's you know nfl days and i was just watching that and thinking wait this guy went to byu like how did that happen yeah i know like <laughs> we used to get jim mcmahon we used to have great yeah, quarterbacks to to McMahon, yeah you know robbie, robbie bosco, bosco used to go to BYU. yeah won a national championship it's like it's so weird like i'm too young to like remember all those memories and just it's so weird to think how big of a national like prominence BYU had as a football school. And you know, that's something that BYU fans miss and that, you know, we're striving to get to for sure. 
And I agree. I think Steve Young, I mean, if we can for a moment, let's create the Mount Rushmore of BYU sports legends. What, let's do, we, do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. I think we can all agree that Jimmer should probably be on that. Yep. I mean, he he was a guy that really transcended, made BYU basketball popular again. You know, back in the day it was Danny Ainge kind of bringing the glory for the Cougars, but Jimmer Fredette really kind of brought BYU back into a national spotlight and national relevance in basketball. So mm-hmm. I think Jimmer, we can all agree. Okay. I would I'll, I'll put forward Steve Young. So are, are we giving them accolades for their total contribution to sport or what they did just here at BYU? Because that, there are question. better BYU football players than right. Steve Young. And you can't have a Mount Rushmore of BYU athletics without Lavelle Edwards. Right. I agree. So then it's like, do you want another football guy taking a spot on Mount Rushmore? or? Well, that that's what we're here to debate, I guess. Yeah. So I, I guess, put Lavelle Edwards in right now, and then yep, let's de- I agree. debate I agree. everyone okay. else. We've got two. I think, mm-hmm. I think Jimmer and Lavelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lavelle, national championship in football, 84. Right. You got to give it to him. Mm-hmm. College football hall of fame, College everything fo- that you want. Yep. Name on a stadium. Coaching tree. Class, mm-hmm. Classy. One of the classiest coaches you'll ever find yep. in college football history. We don't get Andy Reid in his NFL coaching tree. Exactly. Without Lavelle Edwards in his college. Exactly. Coaching. Right. Okay. Now, so who else? I mean, we got a lot. We got a lot of sports to take. Yep. To, to I will. From. I fully believe that BYU is a volleyball school. Okay, I'll buy um, that. Their volleyball teams are always nationally ranked. They're respected. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna do a two for one here. Okay. So for one spot on Mount Rushmore, I would put forth the Sander brothers, Taylor and Brendan Sander, just because of what they have done recently for the volleyball program. I thought with a two for one, I'll I'll uh, push back for a second. Oh, what about no, Sean do. and Heather Olmstead, the coaches yep. of these great volleyball teams? Mm-hmm. The gra- both great. I mean, both Taylor Sander, the older, playing for Team USA, having a great career. Brandon Sander, the younger brother, you know, had a phenomenal BYU career. Yep. I'm not positive where he's. I'm, I'm sure he's on on his way to be Team Team USA with his brother. Phenomenal outside, phenomenal outside hitter. The Olmstead siblings, you know, are getting it done. Yeah. Constantly in like Final Fours, you know, national tournaments, you know, MVPs like of their conferences, player. I mean, they're they're producing high level talent. So, okay, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep those on the back burner for consideration. Um, I also think BYU has been known for a long time as a football school. Yep. And I think it's hard to deny the greatest college football award in the Heisman, and Ty Detmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ty Detmer, BYU's only Heisman winner, phenomenal season, career as a BYU Cougar. Maybe not his best coaching career, but I don't think we're right. looking at yeah, that very I was, much. I was going to ask, mean, because for me personally, that does taint his legacy. Especially his BYU legacy. Right, so the fact it, that he went to the NFL and he was a backup to Brett Favre and he was a backup to whoever else. And like that that's fine. If we're just if we're just talking about BYU, that doesn't matter as much. But when he comes back to BYU and really just cannot bring any energy to an offense when offense was his thing and he brought so much hope for a time and mm-hmm. it, it didn't come to fruition, yeah. that didn't. And you know, BYU sure. fans had such high expectations for him because he did win the Heisman and because so many guys in the NFL said that he was the smartest football mind they ever had as a teammate. You know, BYU fans more than likely, you know, unfairly set very high expectations oh, yeah. for him. But 
you know, he didn't meet them, and then he didn't meet the lower standards we had for him in his second year. So I feel like that taints his legacy enough to where, you know, if we do just a Mount Rushmore BYU players, yes, he could be on it, but just BYU athletics and BYU legacy, I I don't think he belongs there. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to deny that he was a great player, but great players don't make great coaches all the time. Right. It just, it just doesn't have it happen. So... If we're talking the quarterbacks, I think the ambassadorship that Steve Young became with his higher elevated potential as a good pro mm-hmm. has brought more back to BYU in his post-playing days than Detmer even did just because of kind of coming back and coaching. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll buy that. I think what we've learned from this exercise so far is that BYU has a lot of very, very talented people in their athletics, be it basketball football volleyball soccer players coaches everyone there's so many that we can debate and you know we all would have our mount rushmore but you know they may not all be the same i think that's a testament to how great byu athletics is i mean it makes it easy to choose from when you have a a large pool of great talent but i mean there can only be four yep so you know i i'll put forth the vote I, i think if we're talking about legacy not only on the field but off the field then i think steve young is a guy that could be easily considered and easily placed on the mount rushmore of BYU sports yep i mean it's it's not we're not talking about like the most i mean it's kind of becoming that it's becoming like the, the most well known jim mm-hmm. Fredette, one of the most well known BYU alumni lavelle edwards coach of the cougars for what a million years <laughs> yeah felt like you know won so many games national championship he is by far the most well-known football icon for BYU of all time. Steve Young, arguably the best lefty mm-hmm. in the NFL history. History, I'll say I, it. I, I, I think he is. Kenny Stabler's good. Michael Vick had that kind of excitement as well. He, he, but his left arm he wasn't had the, as he great. Had the wow. Michael Vick had the wow factor. Steve Young had like the consistently and I'm going to win Super Bowls factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that one every every day. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a Super Bowl than a great 40-yard run. Yeah. No offense, Michael Vick. Big fan. But I think Steve Young, You, I mean, as Cole said, I'll, I'll second that motion. He's probably the greatest left-handed quarterback to play in the NFL. You know, his numbers are great. His, he won, what, three Super Bowls? Four? He won one well, Super Bowl. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was on a team that won three or four. Yeah. But he himself was responsible for one. You know, the famous... The he monkey got the on, monkey, the, on, the the monkey on the back scene where he, you know, after they beat... Oh, it's a gorilla! It's they a, beat San Diego beat, by a lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean... Stan Ju- Humphreys was on the other side of that quarterback battle. So. Well, he's not a guy you talk about very often. Either. So, I th- should, can we agree on Steve Young? Yep, I do. Absolutely. Okay, let's do it. All right, so a fourth and final slot. I mean, this is always the hardest one. First, yep. The first two are always Because you always feel bad about you who you're leaving you're off. You're leaving somebody off. I mean, I'm going to put forward a name that's kind of maybe out there. Kramer Kosic. First European player in a long time that like, had a ton of success at BYU. Had a phenomenal college career. You know, not know much about him afterwards, but as far as kind of setting the bar for... Europeans playing in the United States, he's a he's a big name. He's a he's a big factor. But I mean, that's just me. 
Yeah. So did we decide that we're just doing BYU Legacy? You know, because I think if, if well, you, you, I would put you, forward, you say what you say, and then we'll decide. Because when you <laughs> said Kosich, my immediate thought was no, it should be Danny Ainge, just because of you know the impact he had on the basketball team, the amount of time he played in the NBA, and what he's done for the Boston Celtics. I think that kind of his global reach and his impact on BYU and the NBA kind of Danny Ainge's name has a certain oeuvre that comes with it that Kosich doesn't quite Mm -hmm. and I'll buy buy that too I think Danny Ainge is is well deserving of it so I mean we're gonna go that route or we wanna talk about anybody else I mean, I we can revisit volleyball for a second because I think one of these Olympic kind of sports deserves recognition mm-hmm. because BYU, especially as we've fallen a little bit out of the grace of football and basketball over the past 10 or 15 years, mm-hmm. the Olympic sports have not fallen and, and we're consistently still ranked as a good athletics school, even without yep. those powerhouse exactly. sports. You know, track and field and cross country consistently top 25 mm-hmm. in the nation I mean volleyball I mean, this year they're crushing it they're yeah like, this they year like the men are ranked qualifiers ra- this nationals? year the men's are ranked number fourth nationally I mean that's that's phenomenal yeah our men's and women's volleyball consistently in the tournaments at the end of the year yeah um, our baseball program has really had a step in the right direction um, we have good golf you know there's Good gymnastics, good dance team. Exactly. Let's yeah. talk about the Cougarettes, the Cougarettes for a second. Yeah, Put maybe. Cosmo the Cougar on your. Uh, I mean, yeah. what million time winners of the hip hop routine and nationals? Uh-huh. Yep, and the jazz and routine. Jazz and this the year. jazz. Yeah, like, they win every. I feel like they just give those awards out to everybody, and so everybody is is that. But I know it's not. But it, it kind of yeah. feels that way because they win every single year. It's Internationally, ridiculous. BYU is recognized as a great dance. I think the squad. Cougarettes actually represented Team USA. Yep. At a dance competition the, this year. Yeah, global like hip hop yeah. dance competition. Got second place. I mean, they mm-hmm. did they did great. So I mean that's I mean power to we'll them. Put that's them awesome. there. I mean we could put the, the Cougarettes yeah. on the Mount Rushmore because they have more national championships than anybody else. Yep. So I mean that they that wouldn't be a wrong. I mean when people think of BYU lately, they think of the Cougarettes and Cosmo dancing at football games. Yeah. Because that's the best highlight from the past couple of years. Aww. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't totally true. We had a pretty yeah. good... <laughs> oh, that first one, that was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice. They've tried to do it since then and like, it's been good but just not as great as that first one. Well, I mean, the first time you do it, it's like the wow and then every time you do it, it's like, you're kind of just, you're rehashing it. You're yeah. remaking it. It's just not as good. So, I, I don't know. We can put Danny Ainge, we can put the Cougarettes, we could put, honestly, we could kind of do a mashup. Let's say, okay, all of the Olympic sports, that's the, that, that's the last ah, phase. You, you ain't getting off that easy. No, you I, know, pick, I know. I know. <laughs> it's Mount Rushmore, we got four heads. I'm all for cheating, but that's just a little too much. <laughs> that's, a, that's, pushing the, that's pushing the envelope, okay? Yeah. So recap it. Lavelle Edwards stands in George Washington's spot of prominence. Yep. Right? Right. And then you got Jimmer and Steve Young. Yep. Jimmer and Steve Young. We got one more spot. You know, I'm going to put forward my vote for Danny Ainge. I think Danny Ainge was just that classic player that brought a lot of notoriety to BYU as a player and now as a GM, a very successful GM with the Boston Celtics, pulling off great trades, making things happen, 
So I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say Danny Ainge. Okay. Cole, what do you say? Who would you put in that fourth spot? I mean, I'm going to go back around. I'll say just Cosmo the Cougar. Yeah. Cosmo the Cougar. For his, his omnipresence on the sports fields and then now his social media presence as part of and kind of the, the one face that you have of the Cougarettes that kind of goes along with them. Yeah. All right. Well, I will break the tie and I will say Cosmo the Cougar as well. You know, I feel like that's something that we kind of stumbled across as we were just kind of debating, but I feel like that's a... That's a good spot for that number four. No, I, I, I no, now that we're talking about it, I, I can totally see and agree because he kind of encapsulates like the BYU experience. You know, he's mm-hmm. athletic. He can dance. You know, he has a good time. And I think that that kind of is what BYU kind of hopes to have at their athletic events and be. They want to be. They want to be that that guy. They want to yep. be Cosmo. So no, I totally agree. So I think that's. I think that's a pretty good list. All right, good job, team. Not bad. Not bad. So let's kind of transition a little bit and talk about some of the big BYU moments in their history. And I kind of want to go with both of you. I'm going to present a BYU moment, and I want you to tell me where you were, what you remember, what you felt, and then we'll kind of just we'll kind of talk about them for a little bit. Back to Harleen. Where were you? Do you remember where you guys were? I actually don't. I just remember because I think at that time I was living in Virginia and, you know, we didn't get BYU games out there. We didn't have BYU TV. So I just remember, you know, seeing that we had beat Utah, but then, you know, after the fact, seeing how we had beat them and just like, it's so unbelievable. Like you never expect your team to pull off something like that until they do. And so that was just one of those holy crap BYU just did that type of moments for me. Yeah, in, in 2006, I was probably more of a Penn State fan than a BYU fan, and so I was rooting on Paul Puzlesny and linebacker U and everything that they were doing to get ranked that season. Um I was a fan of college football in general, but I, I wasn't watching back to Hartley either. Oh, man. I'm the only Sorry, one. Sorry, Nate. No, yeah. it's all right. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was at my great uncle Stephen's house. We were having a family barbecue, and we had like all of my extended family. Everyone was there. We weren't like, we had the game on the radio, but we weren't watching it because it was family barbecue. You want to be with family. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the idea, right? If you're with family. You should be with family. Until something catches your Un- attention. Until something catches. And that's what happened. So. Uncle Steven and all of his sons, he has like five sons, they all hear, okay, like it's a close game. Like BYU and Utah are, are right there. It's the fourth quarter. Let's go down and finish the game. So we go down to the basement, got a big TV, and we're watching. I think there's like maybe three and a half minutes left. You know, we're going back and forth. And I remember that last play, and Bake takes the snap, and he's just running for his life. He's just running yeah. sideline to side. And it felt like he was running for 30 seconds. I know it was like, like, 10 to 15, 10 less, but it felt like he was Anything running. longer than a three-step drop is an eternity. In yeah. This, this felt like an eternity squared. Like, it, it felt so long, and just like, you're like, you don't realize you're not breathing, but you're not breathing. And so, all of a sudden, I see him turn on his back foot and then just huck it. And in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, he's throwing it away. Like, he's just throwing it away. And then all of a sudden, you see Harley on his knees, catching the football. And I thought, what? 
<laughs> is, is, wait, he was all, he was that was our player. What did we just did we just beat Utah in rice cycles? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it was just like this this moment. Like that was my like my most powerful early memory of BYU sports was back to Harleen. Like that that memory stands out so clearly from any other memory that I have of BYU sports. Like it, it's just like it's just so potent. Mm-hmm. So kind of like going off that like. What what was probably Cole, what was your probably earliest memory of BYU? You said you're a Penn State fan. Mm-hmm. I know you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, by the way. Um, every early memory <laughs> of the Pirates is a sad memory. Of but the like, what is what is probably the earliest memory you have of being a BYU sports fan? I mean, it might be Jimmer. It, it might be because I was going to college for the first time, and I, I had it in my mind that I might come to BYU at some point. And so I started paying a little bit more attention, um, as everyone else was paying attention to him as well. And I kind of got this pride that I didn't deserve yet, because I was nowhere near BYU, that, like, this might be my school someday. And and that was that was a little bit exciting. Yeah, I think, you know, that was probably it for me as well. Growing up in Virginia, I was the only member of the church in my high school, and so BYU was kind of hard to come by. I grew up a huge UNC Tar Heels fan. Um, that was the; those were the games on the radio that me and my dad would listen to on our way home. And so that I had just been accepted to BYU, and that's when Jimmer Mania was happening. So that's when I really started paying attention. I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, there's a lot of pride to be had at BYU, and so I definitely, you know, can feel that same way now we're gonna close out but just before we close out there's you know the live action aladdin has just come out in theaters so kind of in that spirit if you had three wishes for let's just do the upcoming football season okay if you had three wishes for the upcoming byu football season or if you want to throw just general byu athletics what would those three wishes be beat utah and then beat utah next year and then beat Utah the, the next eight years because the one thing <laughs> that is missing Amen. from BYU sports right now, football's kind of fallen into a rut, but it might all be solved if we can just figure out Utah. Yeah. But Beck to Harleen is so memorable because it's one of the last memories of, be- it's the third to last time we've beaten Utah in the past more than 10 years. Yep. It's been eight in a row. It's rough. It's, yeah. And it's not... It can't be considered one of the great rivalries that it should be if it's so one-sided. Right. Though I definitely agree. And if we could beat, beat Utah this first week of the season, it doesn't matter like what happens after that. It's like, well, at least we beat Utah this year. and Because that... Wisconsin was a cool upset last year, right? You, they're nationally it's ranked. It's a big deal. It's yeah, one of the a, biggest you're like, Camp Vegas line upsets. I ran through the house when he missed the field goal. Like, arms in the air running all over the house but it would pale in comparison to the joy that we all would feel if we beat utah that's right it's a simple thing you know kalani came so close in his first year i mean it was a literal goal line stand that prevented us from winning that game so i mean beating utah is the dream and wish of every byu fan but I'm I also. Mean, I'm they also have been close since I've been at BYU. There's the bowl game that was within a touchdown. There was well, with the the nightmare from hell start d- yep. and coming back after it to make it kind of competitive. Mm-hmm. I know. I was I was at that Las Vegas bowl game. I was sitting on the front row of the south end zone. 
And I was, I was there. I was having a great time there with my buddies. The first quarter starts, and it's four interceptions. Yep. And before I thought... It was I, before like, I turned on the TV that like, it was four It was like the first like five minutes. Yeah. And I thought, this can't be happening. Like, is this a, is this a dream? Am I, like, am I awake right now? And then I talked to some Utah fans after the game. I said, oh, man, that was a crazy game. And one Utah fan said, never has a win felt so much like a loss. Mm-hmm. Because BYU, BYU scored almost all the points that game. Yep. You know? And Mangum threw like eight touchdowns. It was just four to the other team. It was one of those patented BYU moral victories. Oh yeah. And I am so sick and tired of those moral victories. I want a straight out victory this year. No, I I'm I'm all for that as well. I mean, I think beating Utah would be just the icing on the cake. But I'm gonna add another wish to that. I, I think beat beat Utah and beat mm-hmm. Utah next year. I want a ten or eleven win season and a great bowl game. I want I want I want to play a great team in a great bowl game and win. If I, mean, if I if I get my wish, I mean obviously I would say I want to play in the Hallelujah. C, CFP. Yeah. You know? Nah. But like <laughs> genies have rules, you can't wish love, you can't yeah. wish death, you can't wish BYU to get into the college football playoff. <laughs> there are there are some things that just aren't meant to be. And I'm saying that's in, I'm not saying that's not possible. It's it's possible. But is it likely this year? Probably not. But I mean I, I just a great bowl game. I know we've been, I think, contracted into the Hawaii Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the idea. Yep. But I would love to see us break out of that. Maybe I mean, if I'm being honest, I would see like a New Year's Six Bowl, mm-hmm. like the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Well, get like that the Sugar Bowl. Get that the highest ranked group at of large. five team. Get, get, mm-hmm. get, yeah. Get Basically. the at large bid. I mean, I, I would love to see that for BYU. It kind of put them back on the pedestal and the place where we were. For so many years, back so in the '80s. So, for beating Utah, we're going to a real bowl game. Can I make the actual third wish for Zach Wilson to be the real deal? I think. Oh, I would love that. BYU football has has the most quarterbacks. Like they they are the quarterback university of our mm-hmm. college football Hall of Famers. A lot of them are quarterbacks. We mentioned Steve Young and Robbie Bosco and Ty Dentmer and Jim McMahon. And these are the names that you associate with BYU more so than everyone else that makes the team mm-hmm. good. But and Zach Wilson, we, we haven't had one of those quarterbacks in like twenty years. It's it's been since Ty Detmer mm-hmm. that we can really hang our hat on someone. And so if Zach Wilson is the real deal, which I believe he is. I think Nate, you believe he is too. I you know I I have my hopes high for him. I have yeah. I have a high bar for Zach Wilson. I think that he can do everything that is advertised that he can do and more. That eighteen for eighteen in the bowl game last year left a really good taste in my mouth, yeah. and so I'm hoping for the best. We're going yeah. in the right direction. Hey, we're yeah. all hoping for it. But hey, Cole, thanks so much for joining us and talking a little BYU sports with us Anytime. on Cougar Tales. You can catch us on the podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, all those podcasts all over the place. Yep, you can find us anywhere: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. Hey, so from Phil and Nate, we say so long and go Cougs. 